We're in chapter 20 of 2 Samuel. David has returned to Jerusalem. But uh, those who are seeking power and wanting to rebel and seize the opportunity to perhaps be a person of importance, we see David remaining humble. David has pardoned Shimei, who openly cursed David uh, when David was on the run from Absalom. And Abishai, one of David's mighty men, one of his commanders, he wanted to kill Shimei. But David is seeing he has witnessed enough bloodshed and uh, so he pardons Shimei for the moment anyway. But later, David will instruct Solomon, his son, to deal with Shimei. So evidently Shimei uh, remained the rogue that he was and, <clears throat> and causes David to ask for Solomon to deal with him. But David has returned to Jerusalem. But there's still revolt, there's still rebellion in hearts around him. So let's pick up 2 Samuel chapter 20. And there happened to be there a rebel whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjaminite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no share in David, nor do we have inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tent, O Israel." So every man of Israel deserted David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichri. But the men of Judah, from the Jordan as far as Jerusalem, remained loyal to their king. Now David came to, the, to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and he put them in seclusion, and he supported them, but he did not go into them, so they were shut up to the day of their death, living in widowhood. And the king said to Amasa, Assemble the men of Judah for me within three days, and be present here yourself. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he delayed longer than the set time which David had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Now Sheba the son of Bichri will do us more harm than Absalom, Take your Lord's servants and pursue him, lest he find for himself fortified cities and escape us. So Joab's men, the Cherodites and the Peladites, and all the mighty men went out after him, and they went out of Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. When they were at the large stone, which is in Gibeah, Amasa came before them, now Joab was dressed in battle armor, and on it was a belt with a sword fastened in its sheath at his hips. And as he was going forward, it fell out. Then Joab said to Amasa, Are you in health, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand and kissed him. 
But Amasa did not notice the sword that was in Joab's hand, and he struck him with it in the stomach, and his entrails poured out on the ground, and he did not strike him again, thus he died. Then Joab and Abishai, his brother, pursued Sheba, the son of Bichri. Meanwhile, one of Joab's men stood near Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, follow Joab. But Amasa wallowed in his blood in the middle of the highway. And when the men saw that all the people stood still, he moved Amasa from the highway to the field and threw a garment over him. When he saw that everyone who came upon him halted. And when he was removed from the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba, the son of Bichri. And he went through all the tribes of Israel, to Abel and to beth and all the Beorites. So they were gathered together and also went after Sheba. Then they came and besieged him and Abel of beth And they cast up a siege mound against the city. And it stood by the rampart. And all the people who were with Joab battered the walls to throw it down. Then a wise woman cried out from the city, Hear, hear, please say to Joab, Come nearby that I may speak with you. And when he had come near to her, the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of your maidservant. And he answered, I am listening. So she spoke, saying, They used to talk in former times, saying, They shall sh surely seek guidance at Abel, and so they would end disputes. I am among the peaceable and the fruit and the faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Far be it. Far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. This is not so. But a man from the mountains of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bichri by name, has raised his hand against the king, against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, Watch, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman in her wisdom went to all the people, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bichri, and threw it out to Joab. Then he blew the trumpet, and they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. And Joab was over the army of Israel. Benaiah, the son of Jehoda, was of the Cherodites and the Peladites. And Adoram was in charge of revenue. Jehoshaphat, the son of a Ahiob was recorder, Shiva was scribe, Zadok and Abathar were the priests, and Ira the Jerite was the chief minister under David. Jerusalem has its rebels, and Sheba, a Benjamite, seizes this opportunity to try to gain power. There's an opportunity there when it appears that there's a power vacuum in Jerusalem, and Sheba wants power. He belittles David's authority. He belittles David's heritage. David, son of Jesse, 
a farmer. I resent that. I have been a farmer before. <laughs> but Sheba is looking for power. It tells us he's a rebel in verse 1. And Sheba, he blows a trumpet. He calls for the ten northern tribes of, of Israel to desert David. And we have another power struggle going on in Israel. We have the northern tribes, northern tribes of Israel, and they're following Sheba. But Judah, which is an extremely large tribe, the strong southern tribe, they remain loyal to David. And then we have David in, in, on his return to Jerusalem in verse 3 there, that he now must deal with the ten concubines that his son Absalom raped. These concubines have been sinned against by David and Absalom. Uh, they are victims of David, and he must deal with them. These ten women were concubines. A concubine was a woman that was used for sexual pleasures of David. David has sinned by taking these ten women to his house. And many times a concubine was just a part of a political alliance, a treaty that is made between uh, someone who wanted something from David. So the father would give his daughter as a concubine to David. And so many times they were just kind of the seal of a treaty. <clears throat> and they would give their daughters to the king. But David seemed to relish in this uh, agreement of taking concubines. And the taking of concubines was a practice of the nations around Israel. But God forbid that uh, the kings of Israel should take concubines. They were not to add horses. They were not to be uh, building up military might. God was to be their protection. And they weren't to add wives or concubines. And David has disobeyed both of these commandments of God. And these women, these women of pleasure, Absalom, David's son, has gone into and is, Absalom is defying David's kingship when Absalom goes in to his concubines. David returns and he puts these women in seclusion. He supports them, but he no longer has sexual relations with them. And they go to their graves deserted and widows. Then in verse 4, we hear David. He calls for Amasa, his new general, and he calls for the men of Judah. He says, go get the men of Judah, bring them together, and you come with them, Amasa. But Amasa, for whatever reason, he delays the orders of the king. And he's slow, and he goes beyond his time limit. And David is concerned 
about Sheba. And he's concerned that Sheba's going to gain strength and be more harmful, as David says, he will be more harmful to me than Absalom was. And then David orders Abishai, pursue Sheba before he has time to organize his rebellion. In this power vacuum, at this time in Israel, there is a lot of men, not a lot, but some men of importance, and they are jockeying for position. They're looking for uh, uh, the leadership of the people, and they want to be that leader. But in verse 7, we have Joab, and he enters into this uh, chasing of Sheba. And Joab was the general that had many loyal troops who followed him. And he enters after the hunt for Sheba. But along the way, Joab meets Amasa. Amasa was the man that David appointed general instead of Joab. And now they encounter each other. And Joab, he greets Amasa with a kiss. But he has his sword in his hand, and he strikes Amasa in the stomach, and his intestines pour out. Joab kills his competition. Joab and Abishai, his brother, they unite as leaders of David. One of Joab's soldiers calls out for the men who are with them. Those who follow David follow Joab as he pursues Sheba. But here along the road, along the highway, is this grisly sight of Amasa, and he's floundering in his own blood, and it's a great distraction to anybody that passes by. So they remove him from the highway, and uh, roadway, and they, uh, one of the soldiers uh, puts a blanket or something over him. But one of the men call out, he says, those who are for David follow Joab in the pursuit of Sheba. And their pursuit takes Joab and the troops to Beth Makkah. And they begin to make a siege on this walled city, and they begin to batter the walls, and they build a ramp against it. But one of the wise women of the city calls for Joab. And she says, hear me, Joab. This woman wants to know why Joab is so intent on destroying her city. Joab declares, hey, hey, I'm not out to destroy your city. I'm out for Sheba, the son of Bichri. He has rebelled against David. Deliver Sheba, and I'll go away. The woman says, take notice. You watch for Sheba's head to be thrown over the wall to you. And this woman, she gathers the men of her city, and they cut off the head of Sheba and throw it out to Joab. 
Joab, faithful to his word, he blows the trumpet to retreat. And all the troops, then they go back to Jerusalem. But Joab, he is once again general over David's troops. Joab kills Amasa. And for Joab, it was a killing of convenience. Amasa has failed David's orders to assemble the men, assemble the troops, but he meets along the roadway and he wants to be part of the battle. He had disobeyed David, but he still wants to be part of the the pursuit of uh Pursuit of a, 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 a Sheba. There we go. <laughs> but Joab, he's ruthless. And he takes matters into his own hands. He kills the wavering Amasa. And this solidifies him as general of David's troops. Amasa, he failed to gather the troops in the amount of time that he was given amount of time set by David, but he wants to join the battle. And he wants to be part of the pursuit of Sheba. But Joab, he takes this opportunity to eliminate his competition by killing Amasa with his sword. Joab is ruthless. He's a trained Warrior, he leads men in battle, and for him to kill a man was it was not necessarily a big deal. But he openly kills Amasa, and he finds himself being challenged by a woman there on the city wall of Beth Makkah. And this woman is not even—we don't even receive her name. She just simply calls herself a maidservant. She persuades Joab to stop his siege of her city. All Joab and his troops, all they want is the head of Sheba. They want the head of the guy that's rebelling. And the people of Beth Makkah, they deliver Sheba's head to him. And the rebellion of Sheba, it ends. It was a short rebellion, but it's over quickly. But the division of Israel continues. The northern tribes have separated from David, and only Judah now supports David, the southern tribe. It's a very large tribe, but it's a southern tribe. And Sheba had took advantage of that lack of power when the changing of uh, the realm, the kingship realm there in Israel in Jerusalem and he raises to power he becomes Israel's northern Israel's man and David in Sheba's opinion is weak and verse 1 we we hear that he's called a rebel he's been watching and waiting for an opportunity to raise to power and Sheba manages to draw, drive a wedge of discontentment between David and the ten northern tribes. Sheba's claim is, we have no part 
in David. David is not one of us. David is the son of Jesse, a humble farmer. Sheba calls for northern Israel, and he says, Every man desert this and go to your tent. And Sheba manages to split Israel with discontentment. And therefore, Israel finds itself only briefly in another civil war. As we look at America, America is split politically. You have the blue states and the red states. And we are a country that is divided. And we have in our country many people that want to gain power because of the division. Sheba, he has proclaimed, northern Israel needs a king of their own, not David. David was God's man. David was anointed by Samuel the prophet as king. That has not changed. Judah, the southern kingdom, they remain loyal to David. They remain loyal to God's anointed king. Judah, the southern kingdom, took the high road, they became accountable to what God's desires was. So, what do we see? When unbelievers try to draw you and I away from our Christian morals, from our Christian ways, try to draw us away from the King of Kings, be loyal to your king. I think the Lord looks for people, his people, that will be loyal to him. As in our scripture reading, Peter says to him, when Jesus says, are you going to depart? Are you going to leave me? And Peter says, hey, where are we going to go? You and you alone have the words of life. We, my friend, have the words of life of Jesus. Don't be distracted. Don't be departing from our Lord of Lords, regardless of what the world does. Be like Judah. Be loyal to our King. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling in which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Judah was an example of loyalty to David. I think we're to be examples of our loyalty to our Lord Jesus. Don't let the world silence you, and don't let the world take away your devoted heart to 
your Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me get you to stand. We'll close in prayer. If you have any need that you would like uh, prayer about, that we'll help people in the prayer area, be delighted to pray with you over any issues. We're told, pray for one another. We want to do that. So let's pray now. Father God, solidify in our hearts our loyalty and commitment to Lord Jesus. Father, we've accepted him as Lord and Savior. Let us be loyal to him. Let us be quick to affirm the goodness of Jesus in our lives to those who perhaps are wavering, for those who would find fault with us for our commitment to our Lord. We want to be found worshiping you, following close after you. We want to be found in your lordship. We're yours, Lord. May our commitment be strong to you. And we pray for this and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.